1: Plug in and get
0: connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. AI, artificial intelligence. It's almost the only thing anyone is talking about in some circles. AI seems to be everywhere nowadays, and the creative industry workers are panicking over being replaced. On the other end of the spectrum, there are those already using this software to produce grant proposals or file TPS reports, and they rave about AI's efficiency and time savings. But what about travel? Are AI travel agents, AI-generated travel guidebooks, and AI trip planners about to revolutionize travel? Or is this technology as far from replacing travel professionals as it is from replacing movie stars? Eventually, perhaps, but not quite yet. Today, we'll discuss artificial intelligence, and the travel industry. I'm Scott Coates, and with me as always is Trevor Ranges in Bangkok, Thailand. How are you doing, Trevor?
1: Hey, I'm doing good, (laughs) Scott. Nice to have you on here. And this one came about organically because the last little while, like every industry, there's been stories about AI and travel, and you and I got Back and forth about a few things. And then we realized it was not many episodes ago, just actually episode 178, that we did Scott and Trevor's excellent travel dreaming adventure. And we thought it was almost a logical step into talking about AI. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We went on to the Speechify new AI software and it was able to switch our voices. So we pre recorded this episode mm. and uh, I'm talking in Trevor's voice and Scott is speaking in Trevor's voice for this episode. Uh, that's a bit of a joke, but. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine about uh, one of the books I'm working on now, and I told him that he could have Snoop Dogg read it for him. So now, like, they got some pretty amazing (laughs) AI software. Uh, I played with some of the travel stuff. I think that last episode we did kind of sparked my imagination a bit. But I don't know that I'm necessarily impressed by the way it's being used in the travel realm.
1: I haven't played with AI at all. I might be the only person that has not tried chat GPT or any of them, not for fear of it. I don't know. I just never think of of doing it at all. And I think it's certainly going to have an application. We'll see how it manifests out. And, uh, you know, thinking back to that episode 178, we talked about what desert island we'd be on, what's more likely in 25 years, global visas or facial passports or moon, ocean tourism. And I remember you had quite a cool one about earpieces or something that you thought AI would play a role in.
0: Well, I think it's just that like, you know, Siri is going to evolve into something like Jarvis from the Avengers, you know, and you'll have Mm earpiece assistance to tell you when you should leave for the airport and how the fastest way to get to the airport is in real time, which I think, you know, we're already three quarters of the way there on that. So it it, translating different languages and doing all sorts of other things soon, I think is kind of inevitable. And that'll be a pretty interesting change.
1: Yeah, I think you're right on the money. It's kind of like a a blend between augmented reality and search and everything kind of in your eyeglasses or your ear, your head or wherever it ends up. Mine was probably a little easier to attain and will kind of tie into today's episode a fair bit. And I thought, you know, it's probably not far off until putting full travel itineraries together will kind of be a snap and you'll be able to just input who you are, your travel styles, your budget etc. And it will, you know, dial it all in and probably offer to book it for you. And we'll kind of touch on that today a bit. But just before we get into the nitty gritty of the show, remember, Trevor and I make this all happen, uh, because we love travel. and We love sharing it with you. But we rely on patrons. And those are lovely people who sponsor the show from as little as a couple dollars a month upwards. And in between these episodes, they get a special bonus episode, which is sometimes us talking other times it's a video. Trevor recently shared one of his, him making his Angkor dirt shirts. And I shared a video of an April 2023 visit to Taiwan. So become a patron, please click on uh, that on our website, or just go to patreon.com and search the show notes to keep this going. So Trevor, um, I know you highlighted kind of two areas you think were AI is most likely to maybe have an impact in travel.
0: Yeah. You know, you sent me that article, I think it was New York Times, that was about uh, AI-generated travel guidebooks and uh, how they have suddenly started dominating the sales charts. Um, so, you know, the article was quite That's interesting. Right. And it talked about how they're pretty much just crap slapped together by AI and marketed by tech-savvy opportunists. Um, you know, understanding how, like, self-publishing and stuff works, it's uh, you're just sort of gaming the system. So... You know, I guess it's interesting maybe to talk about, number one, how AI-generated travel guidebooks are better or worse or different are going to influence the travel book industry. And then number two is like something new, AI-powered apps and or websites like the ones you were mentioning that could put together itineraries for you or some, some kind of more practical things.
1: Yeah, I think you hit it on the head and you just hit the phrase of the night. I love that. Crap slapped together. That's (laughs) simply awesome. Crap slapped. Yeah, you know, I I think according to an article, we think it's a Telegraph article. We kind of got our, we won on a few of them, but um, there's an author named Steve Insight that recently published 17 travel guides, all available on Amazon. He even has an avatar, but it seems he's not real. And his books, according to the article, are rife with all kinds of inaccuracies, even a line like this one, Alaska is a true haven for out-of-door suckers and comers, thanks to its vast wild geography of glaciers, mountains, timbers, and gutters. Right. According to the article, AI travel guidebooks appear to be created by passive income gurus that you kind of mentioned who understand both AI content generation and Amazon listing optimization. So what do you think about the fact this is happening, Trevor?
0: Yeah, you know, at first I, I was surprised that people were buying guidebooks. Um, you know, as a guidebook writer. Mm everything, you know, and th- this is a funny thing that I've gotten into with this AI too, that all these content creators are panicking that AI is going to take their jobs, you know, but I, I remember like I was in print publishing and then when internet came out and, and all these people decided to become travel bloggers, it's like people started taking the jobs that now maybe they're afraid of losing again. Um, but for me, I thought that like sort of this type of travel guidebook was a thing of the past. I didn't even actually think that people would seek them out, even though like, you know, we have had a number of travel guidebook writers on. Yeah. It just seems like, I don't know. Like, would, why would, I guess the name is tricky, Steve Insight, but <laughs> I would think that, you know, Lonely Planet does still produce books. There's still photos and National Geographic on the shelves that I, I guess just yeah. people, I don't know, like people are traveling differently or they're looking for information differently and, and they don't know what they're doing. Somehow.
1: I don't know. What do you think? I think it's a self uh, published ones. Like, you know, our good friend, uh, Nick Ray, who publishes the Cambodia one, a new one came out, as you mentioned, not long ago. Yeah. Now I don't think many people are buying the guidebook uh, except for people maybe like me that want to be able to really read the history of the country or the towns they're in. That's what I kind of read them for. But I I think it's getting less and less, you know, uh, the times article tested 65 self published guidebooks um, that I'd have at least 50 Amazon reviews and an AI detector they used found that 166 of 190 paragraphs that they analyzed scored a hundred, meaning they were almost certainly AI generated, you know? So yeah, it, it is kind of nuts. You wonder how much money there is in the guidebook industry, but I think the fact that this is happening just shows that AI is not only going to influence travel, writing, and books, but brother probably other areas of business too. And, and, you know, I I listened to something recently about uh, advances in technology and when machines were invented, like there were people in an uproar about machines back in the Industrial Revolution or when the car was invented, there were literally lobby groups that were put up who made uh, horse and buggies against the car. So, I mean, the same is going to happen here. Um, But yeah, guidebooks, I I wonder, like, will it bleed beyond that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just, what's the purpose of the guidebook maybe like you said like when you're buying this book if you're buying a book i feel like you're not using the internet where it might have more accurate information or more up-to-date information that was always the problem with books they got old so quickly maybe it's price point maybe they're only selling for like five bucks and people are like oh what the hell this sounds like that rick insight guy writes lots of books i'll just get this for the maps or something i don't know but like you know, I guess when all this trip advisor stuff and all these bloggers came out, like some of the content they created was good. A lot of it was crap, you know, like, I don't know. I I always kind of feel like there should be a place for travel professionals who can sort of, you know, my motto used to be, I suffer so that you don't have to kind of like tell you the, (laughs) the straight dope, you know, like what, what the beach is actually like, or, you know, like what, what you're looking for, like from different people's perspectives and, i don't know crowdsourcing sort of did that on some of these websites but uh yeah from a book i don't i think i'd rather buy a book from someone either like you know national geographic a brand that's trusted or yeah rick steves who's the real person who's getting you know maybe he has got a lawsuit against these guys i don't know because they're sort of knocking off his name aren't they
1: yeah, I think it was the New York Times article at where Rick Steves, and I believe he's from the Seattle area of America, and he's really made a massive empire out of particularly European travel, right? And they interviewed him in this and, and he said, you know, the real value is actually him and his team on, on the ground, their recency. They have a certain taste, a certain style and standards that their readers. Buy into and they know that when they read his stuff, it's going to have a certain level of style and accuracy and that they can buy into it. And it's kind of like, you know, the TripAdvisor thing you and I have talked about is like, I don't know those people who are rating it like their idea of an authentic experience. And mine might not even be the same. So I sort of see like you said, buying the National Geographic or the Rick Steves, it's kind of like going to see a Tom Cruise movie, right? Like if I I buy into somebody and who they are, and I know I have a similar style, then it is value. But I think overarching is this fact that now even I, and I think you, like when I'm in an area, I look in Google Maps and I search craft beer bar or what I'm looking for, and I tend to travel a lot more like that now, I kind of leaving the book gradually more and more behind.
0: Yeah, which I think is a good segue into the next topic number two which would be about like ai travel apps um you know Mm -hmm. i I have spent a bit of time playing around with some of these and and i tried out a whole bunch more because of some of these articles that we use to research and like almost across the board they were they were just horrible i mean just like beyond bad so like if that's what this dude's cutting and pasting and selling in a book i could see why people would get so upset that they are uh you know complaining to reporters You know, I think one of the problems is that, like, the AI is culling or drawing from information that doesn't account for a lot of the changes that occurred as of COVID. COVID has probably disrupted travel much more than it has disrupted, like, the ability of an AI to spot sick cattle you know on like a big farm somewhere yeah, yeah. like there's certain things that ai like it's just getting better at all the time but like the data set i think that a lot of these ai travel apps and websites are are using just it doesn't have the knowledge of what is really actually open or closed or possible to do or whether there's a new train line or what have you you know it's just it doesn't have that data yet
1: Yeah, and I'm going to preface all this by saying, I mean, this is interesting, it's new, it's exciting. But I'd say six months ago, no one was talking chat GPT or not the general populace, right? And it's all of a sudden exploded onto everyone's radar. And I think this technology will develop more quickly than others things. It's kind of like Moore's law. And I think what Moore's law said, like every 18 months, chip size is cut in half and the processing speed doubles or something like that. Like, I do think because it's technology, it is going to change and get good more quickly than other things. That said, we're at the very, very start of this, right? So I think what we're seeing now is is going to be crud. But in a couple of years down the track, I'm not so sure. You know, I I did open some of the apps. We were looking at a travel massive uh, page on their website, which was talking about all these new AI apps for travel. And I clicked on quite a few of them too, and they were kind of junk and didn't entertain me for more than a couple of minutes. And I'd say right now at this early point, like, yeah, if you want the equivalent of like a tour bus trip, you know, just to the main best known places where to take selfies, where to check in, you know, pulling Google map ratings and trip advisor ratings, I'd say that's about it. But beyond that, I think you're going to get gamed. You're going to get outdated information, and it's certainly not going to give you anything off the trodden path or anything to do with your Travel style. So at this early stage, yeah, if you're super lazy and you just want to get, you know, what are the top four places I should go and then where should I go in those spots to get my selfies? Yeah, probably can do that. And that's about it right now, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it even does that badly. I mean, again, it seemed to me that, like, beyond recommending restaurants and attractions that were closed when I did a couple sample itineraries, um, it doesn't even seem Mm -hmm. to understand logistics. Like, it says, here, do this most popular thing. And then go somewhere else to do the second most popular thing. And then go back to next to the first most popular thing to do the third thing. Like it didn't account for the fact that like you could save yourself a whole lot of time by changing the order of those things. I feel like maybe it ranked them based on like, hey, do the first one first because it's the most popular. And the third one third because third most popular, you know, like that's the way it's understanding how to utilize this data whereas like you touched on that like your style of travel you know the like my perfect beach resort like oh i want to go to the like the perfect beach and you're i want to go to the perfect beach are different and like you know it's mm-hmm. gonna need to, it's gonna need to learn how to sort so that it gives me this is the best thing for you that might be the a thousandth the best thing for most people, you know, like it to personalize that data, I think is going to be a big challenge, but yeah, like you said, this, this could evolve very quickly.
1: And, Something that you know and that you've done professionally and I've done professionally when I was in the tour business was flow, right? And how things connect and flow. And you've kind of touched on that. And so you can put an itinerary together, but yeah, it doesn't know when traffic is bad or it doesn't know when the sun shines on one temple and not another and and how things best connect and and flow together, right? Take into account different transport. Maybe you're going to put a bike in or a mock to a a temple site and then you're going to ride the bike and get picked up on the other side. So the flow isn't there. And, but one thing that I bet you is happening now, and obviously you get what you pay for, but people paying travel services or companies for, for trip itineraries. And I bet you that there's some lower price shady ones where 90% of the original itinerary is being done by AI and then being polished up by someone. And I guess that's bound to happen. And you know what, maybe if you skimp on, on those kind of services, maybe you sort of, Deserve it. But I I bet you that is on the horizon or happening already.
0: Yeah. You know, it's got to be just because, again, like the application of AI that people I know in other industries are using it for is just like that. Like, make me a quick draft for this budget report Mm -hmm. you know and then you clean up that budget report or or that or that legal brief i guess which is one of the more dangerous things about this but you know that sort of sucks i think i would be really concerned about whether or not again the travel agent is actually screening this stuff or is there some sort of professional Mm. product manager down the end of the line because like i prompted this one website for a three-day family holiday in cmria and uh You know, it didn't give any consideration to the fact that uh, going to dinner at 8.30 p.m. on arrival day might not be good for my kids. You know, like it just doesn't there's nuance that it's certainly missing. And then it just gives kind of like vague generalities that they're just it it wouldn't have made a very good itinerary, I don't think.
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, it it seems there's an explosion, I guess, like any new industry, there's going to be all kinds of people that pile on. And and in the end, there'll be a few that rise to the top. I mean, through that uh, article from Travel Massive, we mentioned there was apps that give you maps, manage your money, et cetera, you know, and, and they can even help you plan and decide with photos and videos for you to use, get in touch with travel planners, map out your trip. But you know, again, I, I think it's so at the beginning that hardly any are going to make it through. It's like the dot-com boom. And eventually it'll be the Googles or the Microsofts or, you know, a couple of these big companies that buy the couple winning ones if they don't do it themselves. And uh, then most boring travelers will, you know, post it on Instagram and, and jump on. But then I think there's always will be a market for creative people, right? People that want something different. They want to know it's definitely unique, high value, and they will hire those travel planners. And in a way, you know, I kind of think like the horse and buggy industry is a bit like the guidebook industry or is a bit like tour companies. Like the last decade plus you've seen way less tour companies, but ones that are highly specialized, be it if there's you're into caving or you want highly customized luxury travel, there's people that do that and they do it very well and they can charge more, probably now than they could a decade ago. So in, in some ways it's, yeah, it's like people that mine coal. Well, you had to find another industry or most coal miners did. And I think you're going to see industries change, but there still be room for, for the great travel planners.
0: Yeah. You know, that said, and, and in the same light, maybe, I don't know there's so many weird shades of gray here, but, but I think you're right. Like, I think that soon enough, I'd argue that AI does a better job at this and, almost anything um, you know, like <laughs> even, I mean, take TripAdvisor, which is a crowdsourced platform for the most part, those ratings. If we assume that most of those people are real people, then crowdsourcing generally should be an accurate way to find say the perfect beach in the world or the, the best beach in yeah. Thailand. And I don't remember whether Patong was the best beach in the world, but at one point it might've been, but it, it was rated like the best beach in Thailand for sure. And I think that's just way off the mark. It's not even the nicest beach There's in Phuket, no you know. But, like, I was thinking that an, a travel app with, a good AI technology, if you typed in, like, find me, quote, an isolated beach with pristine white sand on an island with no cars, a resort within walking distance to a variety of bars and restaurants that has a private beach where the water offshore is deep, clean, and offers excellent snorkeling. I don't know if it would come up hmm. with any results, but it would certainly, like, I think it could very easily refine that from all of the data that exists on the internet and find you, like, a, a beach much faster and well-suited to you than your average random travel agent might. You know, might it could send you to Copayam, right? Like, who knows about Copayam? Like, maybe a few travel agents, but, like a calling, like, using those keywords, I think it could.
1: Yeah, and you and I have talked about The the best beach, right? Because it is a very particular one. And, you know, I, I, for 13 years, was in the kind of upper market design. And that was probably, in a way, people thought the easiest part of the trip to book. But in many ways, the most difficult. Because, like, yeah, a, a great beach experience for one person is quiet. No one there at all. No music. Other people want to be able to walk to a whole bunch of restaurants within five minutes and have nightlife. So I could see how feeding AI certain parameters around a beach could be uh, something that comes. I know that you also found an interesting article on uh, Time Magazine about could a AI replace travel agents. And you found a cool quote from Erica Richter, VP of Communications and Marketing at the American Society of Travel Advisors. And she said, if you want a top 10 list of things to do or places to say, sure, AI can spit it out, those answers for you. But can it tell you which of those experiences are truly authentic? And then you found one that you found a bit surprising on Forbes, did you not?
0: Yeah, this was just about like different applications for AIs, you know, and like you said, like, yeah, it can make you like a quick, easy, like, here's the best selfie lists, you know. This one was that companies were really using chatbots to do client transaction. And that like, according to this travel industry association study, it said that 62% of travelers admitted that they prefer using a chat bot service. Now, again, it says it doesn't oh. say exactly what compared to, but they're like, because it can help them more quickly instead of waiting for an actual customer service representative. So that's a little bit of a misleading comparison, maybe, because like, I hate chatbots. They freaking never answer your question. They run you around in circles and you're back at the same place like 20 times. And yeah, sometimes calling and pressing those buttons does sort of the same thing. But like, if they actually just hired <laughs> a bunch of people, you know, but then again, would those people know like, what the heck they, they you, you People generally are able to help you solve your problem, I believe, much faster than than a chatbot can, in in my experience. But I think the key might be is like those two things combined. Like a person working with a chatbot or an AI together Mm -hmm. could like knock stuff out of the park. But I'm shocked that such a high percentage of people prefer using chatbots to people.
1: Yeah, that reeks to me of a survey and study done by a company that makes yeah. chatbot technology or software yeah. to try and back up a sales pitch. Like I don't doubt that if your people are searching for like the top 50 queries, which you can control and communicate clearly that, and you ask people the question in a certain way, they'd respond that way. But I'm with you. I've had close to zero effective experiences on chatbots. And, you know, part of this, like we're talking about in a sense, the death of the guidebook or how well will AI build itineraries and stuff like that. And in a way, you know, I was thinking about preserving travel agencies and books and all this. We've already crossed that bridge, right? Because we're already a point in time where anyone with 30 minutes could get on Google. And for, you know, most of your trips that that most people want to take, probably figure out 90% of it, right? On their own again, over 30 minutes, hour max online, just Googling, finding hotels, honing in on one, finding flights, and then booking all that stuff. So, in a way ai will save your fingers from typing it in and they will save you the 30 minutes to an hour to actually read it and sift through it but if it's creativity if it's inventiveness if it's knowing tertiary sites or lesser known ones if it's how to seamlessly put things together and what time of day to go to them at the best time and you know that latest little noodle stand that opened that's fantastic like I think that it's far away your wise from that, unless it starts reading, you know, Google Maps reviews really well. But um, yeah, it's funny. I feel like we're kind of there and we're far away at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a classic uh, computer saying garbage in, garbage out, right? So I think That's ultimately right. it's going to depend on on what material it has access to um, because I do have some confidence that like the algorithms that will analyze, you know, like we're not allowed to use chat GPT in Cambodia for whatever reason the the manufacturers don't allow us to to use it. So I haven't played with like that per se, but like it it does to be seem to be already like a better search engine. Like it is just at the very least, like a, 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 more, accurate google search you know so like i think already yeah. for independent travelers who are just like trying to like put together like oh hey i got some i saw some cheap fares to to whatever portavarta like what there to do around there like you know i think that could be helpful for making the people do just like hey i'm gonna check out this town and what to do around there but you know like even as a travel professional lots of times people ask me advice before they want to come to some place they've known i've lived or written a book about and and like 99 times out of a 100 they ignore everything i told them and they tell me the story about how they got rolled and this trouble that they got into because they didn't listen to me so you know maybe people are better off just listening to steve insight and his uh gutters of alaska (laughs) book i don't know
1: yeah, three cheers for Steve Insight. You bring up an interesting thing is I guess I ask advice. Like I'll go to a restaurant and say, oh, what's the best dish on the menu? They tell me and then I don't order it. But I have had quite a few people do that exact kind of thing. You know, ask me something about Chiang Mai. I'll tell them a couple of things. And then, yeah, here later on they didn't do any of them and it didn't work out or something. So, yeah, I think we're at the very – early stages. Again, I keep using the analogy of horse and buggy to automobile, although this is all going to change and happen much, much more quickly, right? Like what took the auto industry 75 years is going to happen in a couple of years here. We're already kind of using AI. I'm sure every time you search on Google, you know, there are computers behind the scenes and AI are sifting through things and making suggestions. But I do believe that in a way we've kind of gone past you know the guidebook and the travel agent for everyone but like a lot of things if you really want that that handcrafted artisan thing these words are hot right now that there there will always be room for real humans to help you out in your travel and have a have value in a market and they'll be able to probably charge more as ai becomes more popular or more powerful
0: yeah we'll see you know i just think people need to relax it's just a tool um You know, the people who are uh, graphic designers, photographers, people who know how to use Photoshop. I mean, Photoshop's got its own built in AI. I think just uh, if you learn to use this technology, um, it can assist you in helping you decide whether the information that other people are giving you, whether they're experts, crowdsourced uh, scores or, or, or AI Created itineraries from some random travel agent. Uh, you know, you can use this technology to help you verify what other people are telling you. So, uh, if you have any experience doing this, uh, you know we're going to try to get some uh, of our listeners and patrons to come on and tell us about their recent travels in Asia. Um, in exchange for helping keep the show on the air scott and i share about some of the things that go on in our travels uh, i recently shared uh, what i'm doing with my dirt dyed clothing and scott shared a video of taiwan that he mentioned earlier um pretty cool stuff so uh thanks brad and other patrons for donating and uh, everybody else if you've got any cool adventures or got a guest that you would like to suggest come on the show Um, We're always looking for new people to share their experiences with us. Scott, you want to take us out?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Be sure to go to the website and look at the uh, webpage for this episode, because we have links to, I believe, three or four really good articles that we've referenced in here. And uh, yeah, so this is Trevor Ranges, modified by AI, Mm -hmm. signing off from uh, Nazi Amri, Cambodia. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this one. We'll be back in two weeks with a regular episode or become a patron and get the bonus one in just one week's time. Until then. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey, Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Tom